Okay, so way back in episode number nine, Nikki and I talked about how we just might be art supply addicts. Um, That's because we are art supply addicts, Laura? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we are. We are. I pretty much have an entire condo full of them. And when you live in smaller places or you have less real estate to park your art supplies. Wait, wait, wait. I like that you're using the term park for art supplies as I'm currently (laughs) trying to figure out how to park mine in a bus. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I'm I'm going to be impressed with that. Now, I can say that organization becomes super important in small places. And I may not have mastered the arcade game Tetris, but I'm really awesome at Tetrising my art supplies. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't imagine limiting my supplies to fit inside of a bus along with the rest of my life. Um, I kind of bow down to your minimalism skills. Well, as anyone who knows me and has seen how I live knows... I am not a minimalist. It's definitely a challenge. Mm -hmm. So let's dive into how we both make or are trying to make it work. Okay. Hi, this is Laura Lee Griffin. And this is Nikki May with the Stardust Society, inspiring you to stop getting in your own way and start building an art biz and life that you love. We are artists who believe strongly in the power of community, accountability, following your intuition, taking small, actionable steps, and breaking down the barriers of fear and procrastination that keep you stuck. Follow along with us on our creative business journey as we encourage you on yours. Now, in a dream world, I would have a separate space in my studio for each type of art or the act of creating that I enjoy. So I would have like a painting space and a sewing space, a photography space. You know, you get the idea. I had a separate space set up like that in my studio in the house that I'm currently selling, but I didn't find that actually helped me very much. Didn't help Hmm. me use them all better. I'm someone who actually has to see everything in front of my eyes or it ceases to exist. Yeah, I don't like putting things away and bringing them out again because it's sort of a pain. Um, so that's where I would love to have all those little spaces. But yeah, I can I can get that too if if um, if it's not just like all there readily available, you may not use it. Right now, it's a bit of a jumble in my place. I have <laughs> I have supplies in every room. <laughs> Yes, you do. (laughs) But I do have to say that even though it can be a little chaotic, it is definitely an organized chaos. Laura, I don't think you can legitimately call yours chaos. You have way (laughs) too much stuff, but it's so totally organized. Yeah, it is. It is. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about what kind of organizing works for you. How do you organize your stuff? All right. So my organized chaos. Um, I'll start off by saying that my place is not going to be featured in Where Women Create magazine anytime soon. (laughs) I definitely (laughs) have studio envy of all of those spaces and magazines, but they really aren't practical for me at this moment, given the, the small space that I have to work in and live in and the volume of supplies that I have. So I use a lot of plastic storage, um, which definitely is not elegant, but it's totally functional. 
And I really like being able to see through to what's inside of a drawer. And they're super lightweight, too, which is really great compared to something like Ikea style furniture, which is pretty, but it's it's really heavy. Right. Right. So definitely to me, functional space is way more important than having it be aesthetically beautiful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Although I would love to have that someday. I just don't have the space for that. So I mark the drawers, the plastic drawers that I use with what's inside with either a brother digital label maker, um, which, you know, you can use different fonts with. It's, it comes out with a white label or I have one of those old school black and white Dymo label makers, which are kind of fun. I love those label makers. And uh, my chaos means that I have drawers that actually are labeled very nicely and beautifully. Mm hmm. But they might be labeled watercolor and you might find a bunch of rodent skulls in it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that would be a surprise if I went to like go pull out watercolors and there were rodent skulls. But um, yeah, so that's not (laughs) that's not super helpful to have things, you know, labeled, but then not actually use them for what they're labeled for, Nikki. No, (laughs) absolutely not. I can never find anything. (laughs) Well, in your bus, you will be able to because you're just not going to have that much space. Because I'll only have room for like four things. All right. So what else do you do to organize stuff? So I love brushes. And um, one of the important things is when you love watercolor is you want to make sure that you keep your watercolor brushes completely separate from anything you're going to ever use on like oil and acrylic. You, especially because watercolor brushes are expensive, right? A lot of a lot of them are. So you want to make mm-hmm. sure that you keep those in a separate place. So I have this really nice brush rack that I use for my watercolor brushes. It's sort of a circular one where they they sit in it upright. And then I had I must have seen this idea somewhere. I'm guessing it was Pinterest or something. Um, but I bought a small lazy Susan um, off of Amazon and it just spins in a circle and it's like just the right size. It's just slightly bigger than that brush rack. So I set the brush rack on it and then I can spin it in a circle and just grab the brush that I want. Perfect. And then the bottom of the like the base of it is big enough that I can put like brush rests on there and, you know, a few other little items that I would normally use. Um, So I have that sitting on top of my desk and I find that like super, super handy. That's awesome. Okay. So speaking of watercolor supplies, the other thing um, I have, I have a lot of journals. We've already admitted to this. We have lots of like watercolor journals and art journals. And yeah, you have more than a lot of journals. I'm going to link back to the show notes where we talked about all of the books and things that we have and how we're addicts. And I'm going to show the picture of all of your 500 journals. (laughs) (laughs) It was a little embarrassing, but that's okay. We're here to embarrass ourselves. We're good at it. So I have, (laughs) I have some white Ikea boxes. They're like a really thick white plastic and they have thumb holes on the front of them. And then they actually have a lid and they're stackable. So uh, the large ones have thumb holes, the small ones don't, but I have those stacked on top of, uh, shelves of a bookcase. And I find those are really handy to have both my watercolor palettes in as well as my watercolor journals. So I keep them kind of organized on a shelf that way. And you can just pull out what you need to use at any given time. That might be a good way for me to store some stuff too on the bus. Yeah. And it's sort of aesthetically pleasing because it's least white. It doesn't feel like clutter when the clutter's inside of a box. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But then there's my problem that as soon as it's inside a box, it ceases to exist. (laughs) And I have to buy 10 more. (laughs) This is true. Um, Okay. 
So let's see what else I love for magazines and books. I've bought those white cardboard Ikea magazine holders and you can get them in packs of Mm -hmm. I think it's packs of three or five and they're they're really reasonably priced. Um, So I have those on a white bookshelf. So again, just taking down the clutter, visual clutter a notch. I mean, a tiny notch. It doesn't do a ton. But But I like those. So basically, Ikea, I I use for the non-heavy furniture stuff. I like I use Ikea for their other things. I also really, really love the um, the Ikea. What is it called? The the Raskog carts. I'm probably saying that wrong. I have no idea how you pronounce it. We had to look it up and remember what it was called. Yeah, it comes in different colors. I have some of the the blue ones. Um, and basically, I use that to store um, all of my paints, basically, most of my paints. Some of them are in plastic drawers, but like my acrylic paints and things, I wheel those around. And then I actually paint inside of my kitchen um, because I can be messy in there because there's tiles and things. Um, so I use that for my paints. And then I have these um, little 99 cent pails that they sell that are white that go on the outside. They mm-hmm. like hang on the cart. And then I put all of my my like acrylic brushes and like that type of brush on there, like not the nice watercolor brushes. Um, So I found that that's a really good way to store them. I used to have, um, I don't know, four or five of those carts. Mm -hmm. Um, And each one, I had one for my encaustic supplies, one for watercolor supplies, one for jewelry. And I had to sell them when I moved out of my house. You really can't have rolling carts on a bus. (laughs) (laughs) No, you can't. (laughs) But I do find them super, super handy. They are really handy. Especially because in a small space, I might have plastic storage and a cart in front of it, right? And then I can roll mm-hmm. the cart out and access the storage behind because, mm-hmm. you know, I need to I need to make best use of the small space that I have. So I really like those. What else? Um Because I come from a sort of crafty background, um, and I also do a lot of work with Copic markers, I have to use a specific type of nice paper. Um, And there's several different brands that work well. So I actually have eight and a half by 11 and 12 by 12 inch clear paper holders. And I have those on my desk that are stacked. They're the kind of thing you would find at probably like a Michael's store where you would go like buy one sheet of paper. You would buy it, you Mm -hmm. would pull it out of a a rack, but instead of it being a wire rack, it's a plastic rack. So I really like those. I have those um, stacked on my desk and always have, you know, nice paper handy there. Um, And I have all of that marked with little labels of what type of paper it is (laughs) because I'm a geek. Of course you do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The other thing I like to do is I work at a table that has a sheet of tempered glass on it. So I use tempered glass as a work surface, especially when I paint, because it can be a paint palette, basically, and it's super Mm -hmm. easy to clean. Now, the only thing I wouldn't do is like film down on your surface because you'd get a glare, right? If you were trying to, I don't know, make an Instagram video. Yeah, it would just be all reflections. Yeah, it'd be all reflections. But for, for just doing my own stuff, I use it as a palette a lot. And then I can just scrape it off with a razor blade afterwards. So easy to clean. Perfect. So for things like fabric, thread, and yarn, I use plastic bins um, that I get at either like a Joanne store or at the container store, which has beautiful like sweater boxes and under the bed boxes that you can use to store things. Are sweater boxes beautiful, Laura? They are beautiful. (laughs) Organization is beautiful. It is. I'm so bad at it. (laughs) 
I love having things in their space, but I'm kind of with you. I get it when they're when they're tucked away, you forget about them and then you don't use them. So it's a double edged sword. Yep. Um, then I also have a beautiful Copic storage box. And I think we've posted a picture of that previously in that last episode all about being an art supply addict. Yep, we sure did. So we'll link to that, but it has a unique little spot for every color. So I know exactly which color I'm grabbing. And um, it uses basically a lighting grid from Home Depot to do that, which, you know, is pretty cool. Huh. That's very cool. Um, Because it's got little squares. Like if you look up at the ceiling and you ever Uh see those like covers of of ceiling lights that have all the little grids. Perfect for Copic markers. Who would have thought? Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I have to say, if I had wall space, I'm not really using wall space efficiently. Um, That's because you have 80 million plastic bins (laughs) piled up and lined up against all your walls. (laughs) Probably. And I have I have a little music studio section. I do have wall space for all of my Bono pictures, you know. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, priorities. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and for, for those that don't know, and I'll tell the story someday on the podcast, but I have danced with Bono on stage. So I was just a little bit of a of a U2 freak in college. I've seen photographic evidence of it. It's kind of the understatement of the century. Moving on. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, if I had the wall space, I'd set up a <laughs> grid board with binder clips and I'd hang my paint tubes upside down from them. And it would just be so much easier to find the colors that I want that way instead of having them all shoved like on a cart, you know, buried together. Yeah. Um, but I don't have that today. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah, that's a cool setup. Another thing um, I do is I have big antique jars um, that I get at estate sales and things like that. And I fill them with antique lace and ribbons that I use um, in some of my card making work and in some of my mixed media work. So it's very pretty, but it's also functional, right? Yeah, I love finding uh, old things that you can repurpose to hold art supplies and other things. I have this really cool antique pitcher from an Italian hotel that I use to hold brushes. Did you steal it from the Italian hotel? What? what? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going through a tunnel. Did you say something? That was very unique to say it was from an Italian hotel. I'm like, was it the gift shop or did it just disappear? (laughs) Okay. To be honest... I bought it on eBay. Okay. All right. (laughs) All right. I won't tease you too hard then on that. Um, I am like you. I love beautiful ceramic cups and vases and containers Mm -hmm. to house my tall oil and acrylic painting brushes. I think it adds Mm -hmm. a little fun to my studio space. Since I told you I don't have room to have like this like beautiful space that's just full of pretty things. It needs to be functional. But at least if, if I have this, like I have this really cool... Um, aqua shaped owl ceramic vase thing that I got at world market, I think a few years back. And I have all of my brushes in it, my tall brushes, and it just makes me happy to see that. And it's still functional because it's storing things. So I think that's a really fun way to store art supplies when you're in a small space. And I'll, I'll put a little picture of that in the show notes so people can see. Absolutely. And inside of those vases, you can put dry beans and things like that, which will hold your brushes in place which is kind of, kind of fun. Oh, that's cool. I never thought about that. Smart. Um, I used to have my colored pencils and really pretty little cups. I think I had these little anthropology candle votives that I used for that. But Mm -hmm. a couple years ago, I moved them to these Amazon pencil holders that are portable and they, they come with a whole bunch of zipper pouches in in, in one container. So they're pretty big. Um, And 
they have a little slot for every pencil so you can organize everything by color. <laughs> and that's important to you. <laughs> it's, it's easy to find what you want, but at the same time, again, it's not there. So you might forget that you have them if it's not easily right. accessible. So <laughs> I'm not sure. I may have used my color pencils more when I had them sitting on my desk. but Probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll admit that I have canvases. Um, in nooks and crannies all over the house. I probably never need to buy another surface to paint on ever again. And right. I don't have a great way to store them. So they're just like behind doors and, you know, the small ones might be in some plastic storage. I have them on shelves. I mean, they're just in random places. I can see behind you right now, Laura, and I see a little bit of blank <laughs> space on a wall. It's time to hang some of those canvases up. <laughs> yeah, I probably, I probably should. Um, <laughs> one little blank space. Okay, so as I mentioned, come from a crafty background, and I've taught people how to color with Copic markers for years. So one of the things that I've done um, in my past is I have been a designer with stamp companies, creating projects for them, um, both rubber stamps and acrylic stamps. And so I have quite a few of those still, even though I've sold a lot of them over the years in my um, annual garage sales. So the rubber stamps go in large plastic storage shelving units that have shallow drawers so they don't get too heavy. Mm -hmm. And then the clear stamps and dies are put in Avery Ella plastic envelopes. And then I house them inside of refrigerator storage boxes. <laughs> Interesting. It seems like a really weird thing, but they're exactly the right width. Um, to fit these stamp sets. And so you can fit like a hundred stamp sets in one of these things. Um, and they have a handle in the front of them. So if you stick them on a shelf, you can just grab the handle and pull it out. It's just like super, super easy, meant for refrigerator storage, but works really, really great for both um, these stamp sets mm -hmm. that you would store in a sleeve, but also um, I use it for die cuts. So I don't know how familiar you are with die cutting systems and machines and things like that, Nikki. I know what a die cut is. <laughs> <laughs> you have a Glowforge, right? So you have like the digital type of thing, but. I do. And if any of you want to buy it, just let me know. <laughs> it doesn't fit on the bus. <laughs> so um, it's got a crank. Like I have the old school ones that have a crank on the side of them. And you basically roll through a sandwich that's got some like plastic, you know, uh, panels, things that sandwich a metal die and paper together, and the pressure of it cuts the paper into whatever shape those dies are, right? Yeah. So the metal dies, um, I actually use magnetic sheets from Amazon, and you can get them in like four by six inches. And then, oh, that's smart. The dies on the magnetic sheets, and then I store them again in the little refrigerator boxes where they cease to exist. <laughs> where they cease to exist. Um, I love that storage system since I moved to it, but they are heavy. So you have to just realize that those boxes, if you want to lift them up, um, they get really, really heavy to lift up when you have a whole bunch of those magnetic um, panels inside of them. How big are these boxes? Um, I'll post a picture of them. I don't know. They're probably like 12 inches across and they're, they're too deep. Like it's two six inch sort of um, slots side by side. And then they okay. probably are, I don't know, 12 or 16 inches deep. Yeah, that's pretty big. Something like yeah. that. But but remember that these acrylic stamp sets don't take up any space. They're like four by six inches right. and they're super thin, right? Right. So that's sort of how I deal with my storage. That was a lot of information for, <laughs> for people. <laughs> um, but it is sort of all Tetris together. And I have lots of, you know, plastic storage on top of each other. And that's just what seems to work for me. Mostly drawers because I don't like having things that you have to physically move to get to them, right? Like if you have big 
plastic boxes on top of each other like I do with my fabric, I'm never going right. to dig out the fabric out of the bottom box because it's such a pain to get to. Right. That makes sense. So um, I'm not using all my fabric like I should. But for my other supplies, <laughs> I have them mostly in drawers, which makes it, them very accessible. So Nikki, tell me about your system and what's worked for you and how you store your art supplies. So as I've said before, I have a problem. If I can't see it, it stops existing and I must immediately buy more. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the reason that I set up different stations in my studio with everything set out so that I can see it. Mm-hmm. Now, this is what I've done in my past studio when I had a, I had like 600 square feet of nothing but studio space. Awesome. It's going to be very different. Well, it's different already now because of everything I own is in boxes, but as soon as I move into the bus, it's going to be totally different. But I think some of this could be helpful, what I have done in the past. So I love using vintage wood boxes and shelves and drawers and anything that's vintage wood Mm -hmm. to store things in. And I have this really cool thing from... Uh, a company called Peg and All that mm-hmm. I'll link to in the show notes. And it's basically like this just really big, solid piece of wood that's like, uh, I don't know, I'll, I'll, I'll show a picture of it. But it's just got like holes drilled in it on top. Nice. And you can just store pens and, and pencils and brushes and rulers and all kinds of stuff in there. And I've got all my stuff out there that I can see. Cool. And I also had the same kind of carts that you're talking about. I actually Mm -hmm. found not the Ikea one, but I found some on Amazon that are basically the same style, but they're taller and some have three shelves, not shelves. They're like three tiers, tiers. Yeah. And some, what, some of them even had four, but they take up the same floor space. And so I had one for Encaustic tools, one for jewelry, et cetera. I already listed that. Um, so also in my studio, I had, um, it was designed to be a, an art gallery. So it had to have a bathroom because it was open to the public. Mm-hmm. It had this half bath, but it was really big and open space. And so I got these heavy duty shelves to line the walls in there. And I stored mm-hmm. all kinds of things that I didn't need to use every day, but had to access sometimes the things that are less pretty than what I wanted out in the studio, like, Mm -hmm. you know, cans of spray fixative and bottles of glue and things like that. Mm -hmm. So that was really, really helpful to have that extra space. Oh yeah, I bet. Um, I also have my favorite, favorite thing, which I sold almost all the furniture that I had, but I could not sell this. Um, I have a huge antique flat file wood. Uh, it's almost as tall as I am. It's got like, I don't know, 15 drawers or something. Yeah. I bought it on eBay. I paid as much for the, for the freight as I did for the, (laughs) for the furniture. But anyway, it, it holds, you know, full size watercolor sheets. Oh, that's amazing. It has all my papers and prints and pads and sketchbooks and, you know, a zillion things. Yeah. And also those are great to put your finished work in. You know, when yes. you when you have a lot of sheets of paper, like you want to protect them and you can put them in those flat files. Those are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I have a bunch of prints in there. Um, some I even have some drawings from high school in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. You'll have to show us some of those. <laughs> when I was in high school and you had to carve into stone tablets and paint on cave walls. <laughs> when the dinosaurs were flying around and. 
Uh, yes, that's, that's, <laughs> that's exactly when. Anyway, so none of this stuff is going to work when I move into the bus. <laughs> right, right. Um, I'll show photos a bit later because the bus is still being converted right now. And I'm still working on a plan to figure out, like I had my whole plan for everything down to each drawer and cabinet, but I left a big open space for my studio space. And when I say big, I'm talking big for a bus. <laughs> right, right. Um, I want to see how I use it before I finish designing that. So mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure out what might work. I've already sold or donated at least half of my art supplies and tools and all the materials. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to narrow down the types of things that I work on so I don't have to have quite as much. Right. You need to teach me how to do that because <laughs> I cannot narrow down. Well, as soon as I figure it out, as soon, <laughs> as, soon as I figure it out for sure. Well, I'm going to try to have one large plastic bin for each medium that I use. So, you know, mm-hmm. I do encaustic. I do a lot of mixed media collage type stuff. I do some jewelry. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I have one bin for each type of work that I can like narrow my supplies to and okay, you can only keep what fits in this one bin. Right. Then I can um, just pull out the bin that I want to work on. And I, when I say pull out probably from under bus storage, Yeah, anything that I guess doesn't have to be temperature controlled could go there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I will not be putting um, I will not be putting my encaustic supplies underneath the bus. (laughs) They would be fully (laughs) melted by the time you pulled them out. Right. But, you know, it's it's not going to hurt to have um, like dried watercolor pans and right pencils and paper under there. Right. Um, I'm also trying to come up with smaller and less power intensive versions of the things that I need. For Mm -hmm. example, for encaustic. I currently use, you know, a good size propane torch and, you know, the kind of heat gun that you can strip paint and wallpaper with that are, you know, huge power draws. Yeah, they are. Because every time that I use those for encaustic, it flips the uh, the circuit board. <laughs> yes. So I'm saying goodbye to those. And I'm just going to use one of those um, those really small embossing heat guns. Yeah. You know what kind I'm talking about? They're- well, exactly. Because that's... That's what I use all the time. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I come from the craft world, right? Right. Well, those work fine for encaustic if you're doing really small things. And that's all I'm going to be able to do on the bus anyway. So that should work for me. Also, you could do one of those small creme brulee torches. That's what I have for some encaustic stuff, too, for the smaller work. Yes, I have um torch head that fits on a little small butane can that I can use. I mean, you're not planning on doing like 48 by 48 inch, you know, work on your bus, right? No, I never, I've never <laughs> done that anyway. <laughs> so I think if you're working smaller, those tools will work totally fine for you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a good compromise to um, still get you the supplies that you need in the minimal storage space that you'll have. Right. Yeah. So I'll only be able to work on small things, but that's okay because I also will have no place to store or even display any finished art of any significant size. Right. (laughs) So I'll definitely be working small and I'll have to be super creative about what to do with work when I'm finished with it. Mm -hmm. Ideally, I'll just sell it all immediately. Right. (laughs) You could have like a little Nikki's art fair in every city that you end up going to in your bus as you're visiting. Well, don't think I haven't thought about that because (laughs) I have this really amazing... Have you ever seen a wallpaper pasting table? No. 
the one that I have, it's seven feet long. Okay. And it's about, it's about, it's only about two feet wide. Well, it's however wide one panel of wallpaper is. They're like about two feet wide, I think. But it folds in half vertically and it has legs that fold down. Hmm. So when it's folded up, it's seven feet long, but it's still only like three inches tall by 12 inches. Hmm. And I'm having them specifically build the floor of my bedroom in my bus up five inches with an opening that I can slide that table underneath the bedroom floor. Because I was like, how am I going to take this? Oh, nice. But anyway, the point of this is (laughs) I can... um, There is a point, I swear. (laughs) I can pull, I haven't even been drinking any bourbon tonight. (laughs) I can pull this table out and set it up in front of the bus or, you know, alongside the bus and set things up and sell them from there. Nice. Anywhere I go. Very nice. You might just have to get some permits or something. Like, I don't know how all that works. Yeah, probably. (laughs) You'll just find me in a Walmart parking lot. Trying to sell stuff. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So um, so you mentioned that your goal is to to sell your finished work. Um, But I think you mentioned that you were looking at some cool ways to sort of display some inspirational things and things that you're working on. So what have you got for that? What solution do you have for that? So I am not going to have very much wall space at all (laughs) Mm because I'm keeping all the windows in my bus. Um, but I saw these really cool things that you can hang artwork on They're They're cables. Like steel wire ones. Yeah. They can be wire cables with little clips, like mm-hmm. picture a clothesline. Yeah. And you can just hang things on that without taking up any wall space since I won't have walls. <laughs> yeah. I think those are great. So that would be good for little, small, little, small things on paper. I actually think those are great for any small studio, even if you're not on a bus or traveling like you are. I actually have one of my students has done that and she's gone and put multiple cables strung on the back of her wall. And then when she finishes her cards and things, she displays them that way and has them cool. like in the background so that it's always something inspirational. I think that work really great for mood boards, too. Yeah, definitely. If you're working on a collection, for example, to be able to use those cables for something like that. So that's pretty cool. Definitely. So I also hope to be able to use some of the old boxes I, I've collected and handmade ceramic mugs that um, I really won't have cabinet space to store in, <laughs> but I can use them like at the back of my desk to hold my supplies. I just am going to have to like hold them down to the surface with like museum wax, that putty stuff. Yeah, because every time you take a left turn, otherwise they're going to fly across the bus yep. and, sh- and like shatter in a million pieces. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. But one of the one of the super cool features of the bus is the metal roof. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will cover that up with paneling of some sort. But I'm keeping the metal roof so I can use magnets to store things. So I can find some hanging storage with heavy duty magnets oh, cool. and have things hanging, too. Yeah. So everybody, this is going to be a super cool adventure for Nikki. We're all excited to see what happens as she designs and builds out this bus and comes up with clever ways to store all of her art supplies in such a way that's functional and pretty as well. You probably will end up at that magazine, Nikki. I might. You know what? (laughs) I might. I mean. (laughs) As opposed to my studio. As soon as I saw Carrie Schmidt's bus 
yeah, with her art studio, I was like, yeah, I'm next. Yeah, <laughs> I could see it. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's all that I can think of right now. Um, we might have to do another episode like this once I'm in the bus yeah. and can actually figure out what is going to work for me. No, I think we all come up with solutions for the spaces that we're in. Um, and so you'll come up with some really clever things for the bus. And I know my solutions are always changing as well, right. depending on what it is I'm interested in at the time and where functionally I can do that artwork. Now, I will admit I do half my artwork now on my coffee table <laughs> in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Laura, every time I've seen you working on some art, it's been at your coffee table. I know. It's just like convenient and the TV's there and I can... I. I don't know. And, and Gus can sit next to you on the couch. I know. Instead of actually doing it at my functional table, I don't know why that happens. I, I migrate over there. But um, but that's the point is whatever works for you, you can find a solution no matter what kind of space you have. Right. Yeah, for sure. And there's even, you know, some things that I've I've done, too, because I do paint when I do paint larger. I paint in my kitchen, as I mentioned, and I learned some things there like um I use one of those, their memory foam mats that you can get for the floor. Oh, yeah. The, like the foam mats that they have in, in commercial kitchens and things like that. Yeah. I just have one of those. And so when I paint, if I'm going to be standing there for a while, mm -hmm. like it helps so much to be standing on one of those things instead of standing on the tile floor. Yeah, definitely. So I've learned certain things like that that are important to have in my supply stash that can be cross-functional because I can use them in the kitchen just normally, but then I also use them when I'm painting and things. Right. And I also have a, a travel easel that I keep tucked in the corner of my kitchen. And I have this really cool decorative hook that's, um, I think it's from Anthropology, and I have all of my art aprons on it. So that how many art aprons does a person need? Well, you know, if you're me, probably seven or eight, just saying. <laughs> OK, well, <laughs> I just have a drawer full of art T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, got paint on that one. Now that's an art shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, I have a few shirts like that, too, but I mostly use the aprons. But then they get all the paint on them and I don't want to throw them out because they're pretty. They are. They are. Yeah. Just saying. That's my excuse. Ooh, we need a start a society apron. Oh, we totally do. Totally. Okay. That's the next thing that's going on our print on demand shop. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. So I think we've shown that you can be just as creative with how you're going to organize your stuff as you are when you're making art. <laughs> <laughs> you can. So now it's your turn. We've shared our solutions for storing our art supplies, and we would love to see and hear what you guys have been doing. So join us in our Start a Society Facebook group and show us pictures of your creative spaces. Yeah, I'd love to see them. And then I'll want to go out and buy all of the storage solutions that you use. <laughs> well, yes, that's the problem. <laughs> For today's show notes and links to all the organizing solutions that we talked about, go to startasociety.com slash organizing supplies. If you've enjoyed today's episode, we'd love for you to leave us a five-star rating and review. Reviews help us reach more Stardust like you and keep us inspired to create new episodes. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. <laughs>